Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Tanner Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kylie. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by Chris Getz. He's the White Sox Assistant General Manager. He is the Director of Player Development for them. Chris, we appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Would be doing better if your White Sox would have taken it a little easier yeah. on the Cardinals Ease last night. Ease up these next two games, Chris. Well, you know, we were on a little skid over, you know, coming coming off the of New York trip. So, to be honest with you, we needed the win, but uh, sorry it happened to you guys, I guess. It's all right. We'll accept it because Lance Lynn, we're, we're fans of him here in St. Louis, so we'll and go TLR. ahead and take it. And TLR, so we love it. Chris, what's this new role been like for you? You were promoted in the offseason to assistant general manager. You've, you've held the role of play, director of player development now for a few years. What does it mean to be an assistant general manager? For those of us on the outside, what what, are you, what does your role entail on a day-to-day basis? Well, I, I, it certainly depends on what part of the year um, we're in. Now, uh, as of right now, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking, and thankfully we've got a minor league season going on because it was different last year, obviously. But, uh, you know, I, I've, been, I've been very lucky to be part of a front office that has involved me in a lot of different areas, uh, whether it be on the major league acquisition front, uh, certainly amateur draft and uh, player development. And, you know, my primary, for, for, our primary focus uh, remains in player development. Uh, I enjoy the the beauty of player development is, you know, you you, you certainly get so many different pieces uh, of an organization, but uh, you really get to see a lot of these players grow up and hopefully graduate their way to the big leagues and have success there. Uh, but the, the you know the new role, I can't say it, it's really changed from what I've done in the past, uh, other than the fact that I continue to to, to communicate. Um, you know, with Kenny and Rick and Jeremy Haber within our front office and Mike Shirley on the uh, on the amateur side and Marco Patty on the international side and uh, try to get these guys to the big leagues. Uh, you never feel like you're, you, you've got enough, uh, enough players in the minor leagues. Um, so we just continue to drive and push forward. And thankfully we're having some success. It's been uh, a bit of a long road here the last couple of years, uh, understandably, as we went into this whole thing, but we're starting to uh, have some success at the major league level, and there's nothing more fun than that. Chris, how nice is it to have a minor league season now? I mean, the the difference that last year was where all you're really concerned is the alternate camp where these guys are training and then checking in on prospects who really have no baseball to be played. What's been the biggest difference for you now that you have all of these minor league camps or uh, seasons going on? Well, you know, I, I just I felt so bad for some of these players to, to have something like this taken away from them, 
you know, you, you, you're drafted or you sign a contract to be a professional uh, baseball player, and then all of a sudden you don't get the opportunity to progress in your career. So just to have them at affiliates uh, competing on a, a nightly, nightly basis, I, I, I get excited, you know, that night or, you know, the following morning, reading reports, communicating to our coaching staff, um, going down to the affiliates, seeing our players, uh, you know, just in comparison to last year, and although I do feel like we made the best of the situation at the alternate site, uh, and certainly you know during during our season last year with with players going up and down, and you've got a a, a you're not playing outside competition, but you're asking these players to compete at the highest level. That was a challenging task in which I do feel like we did a pretty good job. But there's nothing that can replicate playing real games, uh, and to be back doing that is very refreshing. Um, and uh, you know it's. It's uh, we're a couple weeks in here, and you know there's some 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 surprises, some good, some bad. Um, but we've got some some uh, we've got plenty of time to to let this play out, get a better a better understanding of what we have in our system. We're talking to the White Sox assistant GM and the director of player development, Chris Getz, here on 101 ESPN. Chris, one of the storylines throughout the off season was the innings for pitchers coming off of a full year not throwing, and that's both at the big league level and definitely for the guys in the minor league level that that literally did not have a season last year. How has that played out this year compared to your expectations? Are, are there guys that are, are bouncing back better than expected? Is it a, a concern for you guys as you get later on into the minor league season? How, how have you as the White Sox kind of approached the inning situation for your young guys? Well, you know, the oftentimes, um, I guess, yeah, I guess in comparison to past years, we'd have our starters built up uh, to a certain point going into this season where we had a, a, a shortened minor league spring training. Now some of those players were in major league camp and we had a little bit more time for a, a ramp up. Uh, but those, those innings count as well. And uh, you know, we, we ain't our, our, our starting point for opening day in the minor league season was a little under what we've had in the past. Rosters have expanded. Uh, MLB has given us a little bit more flexibility for rosters. We've got off days regularly on Mondays. Uh, to bounce back and give our guys a little bit of a breather, um, a little, you know, a bit more flexibility in, in, in regards to transactions. So, you know, I, I'd say that that we're in a pretty good position to to space this out, uh, put our pitchers at, at the right pace. But to be honest with you, it's a bit uncharted, um, and there's going to have to be regularly monitored, uh, monitoring from our, our pitching coaches or from our training staff. Obviously, there's a, da- a data collection standpoint. Um, you know, all these factors will come into to setting out plans for our pitchers and keep these guys healthy and productive. Chris, one thing I am curious about from the player development side, the White Sox have been major players over the last few seasons in the international market. What's the difference in development when it comes to younger players from the international market compared to players coming out of the MLB draft? Well, there you, you can you can sign the international player at a younger at a younger age. So uh, when, when, let's say you were around a player at 17, 18 years old, obviously on the uh, domestic side, you're looking at 18, 19 year olds. So, um, you know, they're a little bit more advanced, even though we, we all know that that's pretty, pretty uh, young age as well. And then obviously the college guys that are coming in at more 21, but the international player, it really depends on the background, uh, where, where they trained, 
uh, prior? How much baseball have they actually played? Is this player more played more uh, in showcases? Um, did he have a, uh, a quality place to uh, from a diet and training standpoint? Did he have good baseball instruction? You know, these are all things that need to to, to be part of um, kind of the, the process and understanding uh, in regards to expectations um, and, and, and plans moving forward. So it is case to case, um, you know, but I'd say generally speaking, you know, we, we get guys over to our academy, we get to know them, they get a better understanding of our, our, um, the, our White Sox, our White Sox way, our, our process here, and then bring them over to the States and get them rolling here. Um, and, you know, so, some of those guys take to it quickly, take, some take to it, um, take a little bit longer, but, um, you know, we've been, we've had a lot of success over the international front and, you know, credit to, to Marco Patty and, and his crew. Um, they've really helped us, uh, in, in, uh, giving us some championship type players and, and we're, we're doing the same now on the domestic side and, you know, and once again, being back in or being in player development, allowing or having the ability to to work with these guys and see them grow up, it's very gratifying. And one of the great success stories for your development plan with the White Sox, Chris, is what we're seeing right now with your me and Mercedes. And we saw it last night on full display against the Cardinals as well. The kid's batting 350. It seems like he hits a home run every other night. Did you know that this was in play for him this year? I mean, we hadn't really seen him in the big leagues. You get to watch him more in the minors. What did you expect from him coming into the season? Well, you know, I, I, we certainly have, you know, we've seen the talent of Yermin uh, the last couple of years. And when we were fortunate to get him in the, in the minor league phase of the rule five draft, uh, you know, he, he, he had a lot of offensive success. He had some defensive success too, that, that perhaps is not talked about as much. He's one of our top catch and throw guys and uh, very positive framing numbers. But I, I will say the offense has always stood out. It was just a matter of getting the opportunity at the major league level. And, and I don't think anyone expected this type of uh, immediate success. Um, you know, the one thing I will say is, and although, you know, if you, you, you look at his swing and break down his swing, he's got tremendous uh, feel for his timing. He does have some moving parts, but he's always in a very good position to hit. He's very strong. He uses the whole field. He's very disciplined within his approach. And Tony talked about it last night, and it's been certainly talked about here uh, in the beginning of the season of how good he's been with two strikes. And that's the discipline. Um, you don't have a lot of players that are willing to do that nowadays. Um, he's got the skill set to do it, but to go out there and execute on a regular basis, being, being that it's his first time in the major leagues, I you know certainly have to tip your hat to, to, to what he's doing right now. Um, and, you know, I, I think he's got a chance to be, to, to I don't, it's tough to say that this will be sustainable for the, you know, the, the entire season, but, the, with this approach, if he sticks to it, he's going to have a lot of success. Is there a point, Chris, and maybe this is a case-by-case uh, situation as well, but is there a point with younger players when they're coming up through the system that an age maybe or just a uh, an affiliate that they get into where you sit there and you say, okay, this guy's ready for the show. This guy's ready for a chance at the big leagues. You know, there 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 are cases where perhaps, they're, let's say they're not at AAA, they're at AA, Um you know, rarely will you have a player in a ball that you feel like, um, you know, is, is, is ready to make his debut at the major league level. Um, we certainly would move him along, but there are some times where, you know, you know, the, it could be a double a situation where, you know, the conversations that you're having with them, the understanding of himself, 
uh, the approach, the professionalism, um, you know, no, no moments just are never seem too big, very even keeled, um, kind of salivate for, for the stage, so to speak. There are some occasions where we feel like a player will be able to make that jump. I would say they're rarer um, than, than, than the guy coming up from AAA. But, you know, certainly there, there's on the pitching front, there's an understanding of, of, uh, of his pitch mix and execution and command, uh, controlling the running game. Um, and, you know, there, there's certainly a game awareness and being able to navigate while things aren't going your way as well, where, okay, this guy's really checking all of these boxes. Perhaps he, he needs to be challenged at the major league level. And on the hitting front, um, you know, does he have an approach that's going to match up to, to what we believe in at the major league level? And if that's the case and we feel like he has the makeup to do so, then we'll go ahead and do it. We're not scared to do it. We've done that in the past. Another couple of minutes here with Chris Getz, the White Sox assistant GM and the director of player development for Chicago. I wanted to ask you about the rule changes that we have seen in the minors this year and how that kind of plays into some of your uh, your development for your players and your evaluation for them, Chris, because uh, AAA, you've got slightly larger bags down in the lower levels. We've heard so much about the stolen bases that you're seeing in a ball and the pitch clock that's down in certain leagues. What is for for you? I'm, I'm sure you know a little bit more about these than we do here in St. Louis. What what has it been like for you to see some of these rules implemented, and how does that change the evaluation for some of your players at those lower levels? I wouldn't say that the evaluation changes much. Um, you know, I guess controlling the running game. You know, pickoffs. Obviously, you're, you're you're limited to the amount of pickoffs at low A, and you have to disengage with the rubber at high A. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are, those are factors when, when, when you're evaluating, I guess, that, that component of the game. But I wouldn't say their overall tool set, uh, their skills, their, their evaluation of uh, what type of major league player we think they're going to be uh, is affected. Um, you know, I, I spoke to, to our managers today with how they felt about, not only personally felt about it, but the players with some of the rule changes. They felt it was a little premature to, 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 to judge whether they liked it or not. I think it... At AAA with the larger bases, if you if you surveyed the players, uh, which we're in the process of doing, uh, I predict that the, the the feedback would be, well, we didn't even know that they were larger. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I, I think that's going to take some time to to see if it's really had an effect one way or the other. Um, and you know, at, at AA right now, with infielders having to be on the dirt, and, and there's rumors of uh, potentially having to have your defenders or your infielders two on one, two on one side of second base, two on the other, um, you know, just to, 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 to kind of play with the, the idea of the, uh, of not shifting uh, in that effect, that, that'll be fairly, fairly telling, but I will say it's a bit premature uh, to make any judging even here personally. And, and certainly I like gathering the feedback from the players and uh, players and staff, uh, but time will tell. I can't say that there's been a giant, affect one way or the other. I do think the, the pace of play, getting in the box, getting in the mound is very important for this game. Um, I, I, I think fans appreciate that. I think there's a difference between, uh, you know, the pace of play and then length of game. If you're chasing length of game, I think you're going to have some adjustments that are certainly different than just moving the game along uh, just from a, from an attention and attraction standpoint. Um, so, but I, I so I do believe that some things are more th- uh, more important than the other. But I also understand why we're trying these different rules to see if we can spark uh, a greater fan base as well.
I think the one that that stands out to me is is the stolen base numbers that we're seeing down in the in the A ball right now. There was a story from Jason Stark the other day in the Athletic about it, and he was saying basically the numbers that you're seeing, and as you said, Chris, it is super early right now, but they are like even higher on a rate basis than what you saw from the Cardinals during the Whitey Ball era. Like it, <laughs> it's crazy some of the stolen base numbers down there. So we'll, we'll see if that levels out a little bit. But do do you think if if it stays that way, do you think that's good for the game, Chris? You know what? I, I, I think that if there is more action on the base pass, um, uh, I think that is good for the game. Now, now how we're going about accomplishing that, I don't know exactly what that solution is. Um, I, I do believe that, that, um, that type of activity on the field fans are going to, to enjoy. Um, but it is still about getting on base, uh, hitting doubles and scoring runs. Um, you know, and then there's a risk factor in stolen bases. Now, if the risk is much less to get thrown out, perhaps you're taking more chances where, uh, and that's certainly a possibility here. And we know that they're trying to accomplish that, but I think more action on the field is, is, is very important here. Um, and, you know, we, we look across the game, whether it be the major league level and the minor league level and, uh, what type of offensive numbers we're seeing in the alarming amount of strikeouts. There does need to be an adjustment of some sort. I can't say that I have the clear solution right now, but uh, I, I know we're, we're certainly trying as an industry to try to improve it. He's Chris Getz, White Sox assistant GM, and from everything you read, a future general manager in this game. He's also their director of player development. Chris, I was a Royals fan growing up. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, being able to see your rise in the industry and having the opportunity to talk with you today. Thanks so much for hopping on with us. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it.